This is the NRL.com Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. Andrew Bryant, Adrian McMurray and Dom Brock in the studio to get you through all the latest news. And it's D-Day for coaches playing for overall points with Origin teams named and it's chaos just trying to get a team on the park. Boys, plenty to talk about this week with the buy rounds, Origin and some big injury news. How many players do you have this week, Adrian? Well, looking at 13 at this stage, uh, after making a couple of sneaky early trades, uh, midweek trades, so I'm pretty happy with that. Um, might even look to use the, the third trade on offer this week, but um, at this stage, 13 should see me through. Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, about 12 or 13, depending on what trades I make. Probably haven't planned for the buyers as well as I should have, but, you know, this will do. And how many trades do you have left? Because trades are at a premium now, and you're going to be burning through some over this period. Yeah, getting down towards the uh, mid-teens now, I think. Yeah, 19 maybe or something. I, I can't remember exactly, but it's it's looking okay-ish. <laughs> All right, we've got a big show, and you can catch us on Twitter at AndrewBryan321, at Adrian McMurray, and at Dom underscore Brock. You can get involved using the hashtag NRLFantasy. Let's get into the show. The latest in league. All right, we've got the Rabbitohs and Eels for the first game. The Rabbitohs, George Burgess comes back into the side. Uh, Jason Clark still out with an with an injury, and for the Eels, Michael Jennings is out with Brad Tankerengi coming back in. And Nathan Brown has been named, but he had the rib injury uh, last week, which hurt a lot of coaches, scored just six. Can we expect Nathan Brown to play this week? A lot of coaches sweating on him. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, it looked devastating last week for fantasy coaches when uh, he only played 20-odd minutes, I think, went off with the rib injury. Um, there was rumours he'd be out for weeks. Um, yeah, but named at 13 this week. So I guess we presume he's going to play. It's the first game of the round, so we'll know before kickoff whether he's in or out. Um, I think you have to hold him either way. Um, yeah, so if he's playing, great news. He plays in all three buy rounds. Um, one of the guns at Parramatta, especially available now that Corey Norman's out. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed he plays. It was a bit devastating last week because I just traded him in. So it was yeah. <laughs> one of those one of those ones where, yeah, well, you don't know that's going to happen, but it was a bit annoying. But, yeah, hopefully he does uh, come through and play. Um, you know, both these sides really not affected too much or at all by origin. So it should be, a, from a football perspective, a good name, a good game on Friday night. And I guess uh, the, the players to watch, Sam Burgess, is pretty much a must-have, averaging 57 now and seems to... He had a bit of a slow start to year. A lot of people sort of questioning him, but he's come back with a vengeance and really leading that team around. Uh, Cody Walker is another one that everyone's looking at if they don't have him because of the dual position player. And the one I want to throw at you, Robbie Farah, not named for origin, so he's now going to play in all three buy rounds. Uh, back-to-back 49s, average 35, so he's got a low break even. Robbie Farah could be a sneaky one. I know a lot of people have Jaden Braley, but if you don't have Braley this week, Farah could be an option to, to bring in. Yeah, he's an interesting one. Um, I think if Damien Cook wasn't there at Souths, I'd be a lot more comfortable considering Robbie Farah. There's always going to be the mystery about who gets minutes. Um, at the moment, Farah's playing big minutes. Uh, hard to know whether that's going to keep up all year. I mean, you know, maybe he had big minutes in the last few weeks to help his origin chances even, you know, to show that he mm. can play big minutes again. So, I don't know. I mean, it could pay off. As you say, he plays in all three uh, major buy rounds. But, yeah, I'm a little wary. It's tempting for a sort of mid-year you know, little splurge there to, to bring him in. But I guess it would, you know, you'd probably look to trade him out, you know, once the origin period's over and you'd be, you know, burning trade. You'd probably want to look to, to Smith, to McCulloch, to McInnes, 
uh, later down the track. But yeah, it could be a, a handy short-term option. He's going to have a point to prove. And the, leading into Origin, everyone was saying that he'd almost cemented his spot with like he played about 65 minutes and um, he only went off when the game was really locked in the bag and, and done. So uh, showing good signs out of dummy half with his kicking game that we know he's got. But he's obviously been getting out of dummy half and throwing those short balls to the, the forwards and getting a lot of tries, which is boosting his stats as well. Yeah, he's obviously a former gun. He used to average 50-55 in fantasy a few years ago at the Tigers. He's actually cheaper now than Braley is. What does he cost? 315 grand. So, you know, really good value if he keeps up those big minutes. But it's just a question mark. Yeah, and, and as Adrian just said, um, probably not a keeper for the rest of the year. So it's still a stepping stone to one of those real guns later on. And we've got the Warriors and the Broncos, boys. Before we get into the mass team changes, it's a very hard game to tip given the last two performances of the Warriors. I think I've tipped them three weeks in a row. This will be a fourth. I think they have to win if there are any chance this year of a Broncos side. We'll go through the Broncos changes in a second. But what's going on with the Warriors? It's hard to tell. I, I don't know how big of an impact not having Mannering there. I mean, he can't do everything on, him, on his own, but he sure, surely does sure He almost things has up. to at the moment. <laughs> yeah, so he'll, he'll be a big in. Um, it's great for those coaches that have him as well. But, uh, yeah, the, you know, the Warriors, I think, need to... They really need to win this one. It's usually around this time when they start making their charge and then... Uh, yeah you know, what happens usually towards the back end of the season. Yeah. I mean, they do have the Kiwi spine from Kiwi's coach um, on paper. And they're up against this week a Broncos team missing six origin players. So, you know, they really should get the points you would think. I don't mm. know. We've said that before. Yeah. All right. So James Gavay replaces Jacob Lilliman at prop for the Warriors. Mannering is back, averaging 54. Only has two scores under 50 for the whole year and one in the last eight games. Has been killing it here. Yeah. I'm very tempted to bring him in this week. Um, Charlie Gubb on the interchange for the Broncos. This is the list. Darius Boyd, Corey Oates, Anthony Milford, Matt Gillett, Josh Maguire, Sam Thiday, all on origin duty. So there's a lot of changes here to get through. Jordan Kahu at the back. Uh, Jonas Pearson has played one game this year and scored one, but is on 217,000, so probably not the one to pick up. Uh, David Mead is 177,000, and Benji Marshall also playing in the halves. I guess the big news for the Broncos, uh, Ben Hunt is back. Yeah, so great news for the Broncos there. He's been um, looking like coming back for the last few weeks. Um, he's a good fantasy scorer. He's got a high break even, I think, this week after the injury in the last game he played a few weeks ago. I think his break even's around 70, so... No need to rush him in yet, and get, unless you're really keen to get him. Maybe next week could be a good time to get him or the week after. Um, he's in that group of keeper halves. Um, yeah, but the bigger news, I think, uh, is with Hunt and Benji Marshall playing in the halves, Cody Nicarima's back to the bench this week, which is a bit of a disaster for a lot of us who have him in our teams. Yeah, he's been great, you know, scoring very well when we were sort of just hoping he'd plug a gap until... Uh you know, Hunt came back and, you know, gave us a nice little cash out there, or well, not a cash out, but a sort of a And even then, move. when Milford was being touted for Origin, we thought that he might just partner Hunt as well and get that long extended run through Origin as well. And he's been playing really well. He hasn't done anything wrong. The Broncos won, what, five of their last six? With Yeah, like... he's been great. Scoring well in fantasy as well. I think the, the reason he's on the bench, weirdly, is that uh, Andrew McCulloch got injured last week in that uh, really nasty head knock. Um, which means Travis Waddell comes in as the hooker. He can't play 80 minutes at hooker. Nick Arima probably isn't an 80-minute minute hooker either. So 
Bennett's gone with sh- getting those two to share the hooker role, which means using Benji in the halves. So, yeah, I think if McCulloch was there, then it would still be Hunt and Nicarima in the halves. But because he's not this week, Nicarima will be on the bench. And I assume he'll stay there from here on out. Yeah, well, I think this week, especially if you've got him, it's, you know, hold for now, low break even, and he's every chance to play, you know, close to 40 minutes or so, which yeah. would still... And they could still make a change before kickoff. Exactly. Start him, yeah. Yeah, so there's, I don't think it's panic stations at this stage, but certainly, you know, prepare an exit plan in the coming weeks now that everyone's back. And it could be an open-style game. There's a lot of change at the Broncos, so you think it could be an attacking game. The Warriors haven't been really affected by Origin other than Lilliman, so there could be a lot of points on offer. So even if he comes on for 20 or 30 minutes, and even if the Broncos do go down as we expect they will, it could be a high-scoring game. He still could score his 40 or 50, which yeah. would give him a nice price. The Broncos' defence well. was really leaky, or it has been the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, every chance he gets to try to. All right, we go to the next game. Uh, third game and second last game of the round. The Sharks take on the Bulldogs. Uh, the Sharks have been pretty highly affected with origin as well. Jack Bird, James Maloney, Andrew Fafita, Wade Graham, all on origin journey. Uh, Farmanu Brown comes into the halves and people are looking at him as a possible cash cow. Uh, he'll come in at 143000 and obviously he'll play the three weeks that Maloney's out on origin duties. Boys, what do you think about Farmanu Brown? He's a solid first grader, hasn't set the world alight, but he has plugged holes before. Yeah, I don't think he's a cash cow as such because he'll probably only play the two games filling in for Maloney this week and in round 15. But for that reason, he's a pretty decent cash out. He should get... You'd think half-decent scores those two rounds, which are helpful for overall points. Um, and then if he disappears, then he won't be a auto-emergency trap down the line. So, yeah, not a bad option if you need to cash out a mid-range half this week. I think the biggest problem, I know a few of us in the office have already brought in Jalen Feeney to fill that role. And yeah. uh, we, we can't really go down the Farmanu Brown track. But, uh, yeah, you know, you could do worse. Okay, and for the Bulldogs, Marcello Montoya, who's been a, a cash cow that hasn't really scored the points that we hoped uh, a few rounds ago when all those cash cows came available. But he's a handy sort of player if you've got him at 206,000. Greg Eastwood and Danny Fulalalo start. Obviously, they're missing Brett Morris, Josh Jackson, David Clemmer on New South Wales duty. It's a tough game to sort of pick this one. Uh, looking at both sides and who they miss and trying to figure out exactly how this game will go. You think it'll be sort of forward-dominated, even though both teams have lost a couple? Yeah, it could be good news for James Graham. Uh, you know, he went off with an injury last week and, you know, the, the those owners were, especially if you had Nathan Brown and James Graham, you're probably thinking, well, the, the buy rounds aren't looking so good now. That but was panic station. That was an absolute crisis. But, uh, you know... Without Clemmer, without um, Jackson, Jackson, you know, Graham could be really forced into playing bigger minutes and, and getting through a lot of work. So it could be, you know, his break-evens, uh, I think, 72. He could even hit that this week. We've seen it in the past. Yeah, and the same goes for on the other side for Paul Gallen this week with the Sharks missing for feeder, uh, Wade Graham. So, um, yeah, you expect those two guys, the big scorers anyway, um, you know, the captains of the team. So they could both go big this week. Okay, and the final game of the round, the Raiders take on the Roosters and the Raiders really need to start 
uh, building some momentum and getting some wins, and they really should beat the Roosters this week. Uh, Soliola's back with Josh Papali in the back row, uh, obviously playing for, for Queensland. Uh, Luke Bateman returns to the bench, but really not that affected, although Papali's been really instrumental when the Canberra side has been playing well. It's been off the back of Papali. Plays a similar role to Tomalola, both been killing it in fantasy as well. Yeah, I think it's probably uh, you know good news for the Raiders' backs this week uh, that they're coming up against a, a weakened Roosters side. Um, Joey Leilua, I think 39 last week. We know he hasn't been that great, though, in the in previous weeks. But, you know, relatively cheap now, under 300 grand. Um, if you need a scorer this week, you know, you could do worse. But as we've discussed at length before, it's a, it's a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, he's, re- he's really cheap. He's 280-something which, you know, is, is miles below what he was last year. Jared Croker's cheaper than he was as well um, and is a bit more of a reliable option. He at very least, you know, kicks goals, doesn't make the mistakes that Leilua does. Um, so both those guys might be popular this week for that reason. Lots of teams still need a, a decent centre in their side. Um, yeah, Nick Kotrick's still killing it for those who have got him as a cash cow. So, um, yeah, the Raiders' backs, are, things are maybe looking up. And against the Roosters side, who we'll go through in a second, missing a whole heap of players. I picked up Leilow a few weeks ago, looking at his draw, thinking that he was going to go on a tear after back-to-back 60s. It obviously didn't pan out, but surely there is potential for the Raiders to score a lot of points this week. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, you know, we've said that, as you say, for the last few weeks, but you feel like it's got to happen at some point. Him and he and Rapana both scored tries last week. They could be getting back to their something like their best. You know, we'll see. All right, for the Roosters, let's go through their changes. Uh, Blake Ferguson, Mitchell Pearce, Boyd Cordner, Dylan Napper, Aiden Guerra, all on origin duty. And what that means is the Mitch Orbison rule comes back into effect. <laughs> he is now pushed out to the centres. Uh, bad news if you're a Mitchell Orbison owner. He's made a, a fair bit of cash, but this is always the potential with Orbo. And in a week where they lose all their players, instead of keeping him in the back row, he moves out into the outside backs, which is going to affect his scores. Yeah. I mean, bad luck again, kind of, if you've got him already. I mean, it's always the risk. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. A uh, few people were probably looking at buying him this week because the Roosters do play in two of the big buy rounds. But, you know, he, his scores in the centres are usually around 20, so not really worth it. It'll dent his price a little bit in the short term. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> That's it. And uh, Connor Watson starts in the halves. So Kane Evans, Ryan Madison, Zane Tedavado join the starting pack. Uh, there's a few questions that we got on Twitter, which we'll get to, looking at those Roosters halves and wondering if they're an option at all. Boys, what do you think about those guys and if they're potential mid-range sort of guys for this part of the season just to get you through until you can upgrade to an absolute keeper? Uh, I'd avoid both because, you know, Kiri traditionally isn't a great scorer. I mean, he has the occasional breakout game, but apart from that, not fantastic. Watson at best will be a return to the bench role that he's done. Yeah, if you're looking at those kind of players, I'd prefer, you know, for, for the sake of overall points, I'd prefer uh, Farmanu Brown, who's going to play just in these two buy rounds and then disappear, because someone like Connor Watson, even if he gets a decent score this week, he'll go back to the bench and those mid-teens scores, which will, you know, bring his price back down. Possible auto-emergency risk later on. Not really the kind of player you want hanging around in your squad. All right, before we get into the fan questions, Dom, obviously 
for people playing head to head, they can sort of take the week off and not worry overly about about their teams. It's sort of they can make trades if they want to. You've got three trades available, but obviously if you're playing head to head, you're probably looking to conserve trades now. But if you're playing for overall, um, you've got a spreadsheet of the clubs that you know play in the buy rounds and are the players that are going to be most affected by Origin. Can you talk us through? the clubs and the players that we should be looking at this time of Sure. Year. We've talked about it a bit. Um, as we've said, the Roosters, sorry, the Rabbitohs and the Eels are the best buy-round teams because they play um, in all three big buy-rounds before Origin Games. Uh, five, no, four other teams play in two major buy-rounds. Um, three of them are in action this week, the Sharks, the Bulldogs and the Roosters. So the Sharks play in the first two big buy-rounds, so they're probably the, the third best team after... Eels and Souths in terms of buy players. I mean, fantasy plays for the buy rounds. And then uh, Bulldogs and Roosters play this week and in round 18. So I'd look at those teams first if you were picking plays. I mean, we've, we've talked about, you know, the guys you want already um, today. You know, Sam Burgess is the obvious one, but these kind of, these kind of guys. Uh, and then after this round, uh, Melbourne, who have the buy this week, play in round 15 and 18. So... In the next few weeks, look at those kind of players. Um, you know, Cameron Munster, these kind of guys who aren't going to play Origin but are going to play for Melbourne. Billy Slater is probably one of those now as well, unless Queensland changed their mind. But what about that? Like, <laughs> we sidetrack. Surely Queensland... Are, I understand that Boyd was one of their best players and has been the best fullback while Slater's been out. But Slater's form in the last three or four weeks, I would have thought that they could have done something, even with Slater. Like, you know, guaranteed, if... It was New South Wales selectors. Maybe this is the difference between the two sides. If New South Wales were picking the side, Billy Slater would have found a way on a wing at least. And I still think Queensland looks stronger, well, either with Slater at fullback and Boyd on the wing, or it's sidetrack, I know, but this is a regular yeah. podcast. <laughs> but surely Queensland looks stronger with both those two players in the team than not than yeah. what they've actually done. You would have thought so. I think Slater at the back and Boyd on the wing has worked for them very well in the past, so that seemed like the obvious thing. But um, anyway, you know, helps helps the Blues' chances a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, as a New South Wales supporter, great news that Slater isn't there. So, <laughs> works for me. Let's see what happens. But, yeah, as I say, you know, they, they might change tack for game two, depending what happens on what happens next week or if Boyd gets injured or something. But I feel like it's that ballsy decision to leave Slater out that you've sort of got to stick with it. I think it. so, yeah. You know what Boyd's going to deliver in. Like, it's not going to be a surprise what he delivers. So if you've left Slater out for the first game, unless there's an injury or unless they do something and bring him on a wing or something... Yeah, it's quite a backflip to you, bring him It's back. going to be a massive backflip and admission that they got something horribly wrong. Yeah, and for that reason, Slater's in fantasy has gone from someone you might consider trading out um, before the, the origin period to someone who's a really good origin, you know, a buy-round player because he's going to play in round 15 and 18 and he's scoring quite well, low 40s. Um, and consistently, which is what you yeah, want from the outside back. Because yeah. most of them have been up and down this year. So uh, that's great news for fantasy coaches. Exactly. Fan questions from the hashtag, yeah. All right, let's get into the fan fantasy questions now. You can get involved using the hashtag NRL Fantasy. It's an imaginative hashtag, but it keeps it simple. Uh, Rami H28, who tweets in pretty much most weeks, wants to know who's a better combo, uh, Smith and McCulloch, or Smith and McInnes. Uh, obviously, Smith, you want to have him, especially talking about the buyers, and uh, obviously just an absolute stud in fantasy land. Uh, McCulloch, 
is 5.45 to McInnes's 4.93. Their average is roughly the same. But do we think that, obviously, with Nicarima at the Broncos, that long-term McInnes is probably the better option? Yeah, exactly. I think Smith and McInnes is the better option. I mean, McCulloch's injured this week. But, um, yeah, when he comes back, hunts back, Nicarima will play off the bench, you would think. I mean, he's been so good, they're not going to leave him out. Um, whereas McInnes will play 80 minutes every week. So for that reason, I'd go McInnes. Mm, yeah, agreed. And McCulloch, just doing stats yesterday, is averaging 51 and a half tackles per uh, game. He's been it's a insane. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So the next question comes from Bazinga. If you could pick one, would you bring in James Graham or Cody Walker this week? Well, I'd lean towards Graham because uh, while he does have a high break, even as we sort of discussed before, I think he's going to get through a mountain of work, score really well. He's 107,000 less than he was at the start of the season, so he's really undervalued, um, whereas Walker's sort of in and around. He's, he's slightly undervalued. He's dropped as well. a little bit, but not much. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so Graham's definitely got more money to gain, so it's a, you know potentially this week or next week or in the coming weeks. You'd be looking to get Graham. Why not this week? All right, Kiri Two Nation, thanks for tweeting in again. Uh, thoughts on this three-way trade? So we'll just go through it. Tom Turbo, Kalen Ponga and Yates to Rapana or Roberts, Radradra and James Graham. Uh, similar names coming up this week. Dom, what do you think about the three-way trade? I think that looks pretty good. I mean, there's some risks there with Rapana, James Roberts and Semi Radradra, but, um, you know, they're those kind of potentially high-scoring players on any given week. Semi plays in all three buy rounds. James Graham, as we've just said, is a good buy. So, yeah, I don't mind it. All right. With Marin and Vaughan not playing Origin, who is the better trade-in this week? And that's from B. Puck. Yeah, it's it's a bit of an interesting one because I guess Merrin could find his way, given he's a... If there's an injury or something, given he's a kangaroo's rep, he could find his way into the New South Wales side later in the season. However, he does have the bye this week and in 15, so he's only going to play two weeks uh, in the next month. He does, however, have a break-even of just 16 because he's really found his form and he's, he's certainly a bit cheaper. Vaughan, on the other hand, plays in 15, so he's got the bye this week and in 18, uh, but he does have a higher break-even of 45, so his price isn't really going to fluctuate. Um, so, having said all that... What's your verdict? <laughs> yeah. I will lean towards... I think Merrin is slightly undervalued um, and, you know, really looks to return to his best. So I'd be leaning towards uh, the Panthers' lock. Yep, I like it. Oh, good. OK, Nelson wants to know, is it worth swapping PODs out for origin period? Uh, Pierce for Walker, Smith for Kaser. He's looking to upgrade Yates to Sam Burgess. I like some of that, but I don't <laughs> like all of it. Dom, what yeah. do you think? So PODs, uh, point of difference players. Um, I think if people are listening to the podcast and listening oh, look, this long, they probably like... know most of the acronyms. But Someone that's, asked that's about break-evens a few weeks ago. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's, these are the kind of trades that you make, I think, if you're really focused on overall points and you have a lot of trades left. Some of them, these kind of sideways moves like uh, Pierce to Walker. You know, it, Walker will score more points in the next couple of months than Pierce will in fantasy because Pierce is playing Origin and Walker's playing in the big buy round. So, so that's good short term. Long term, you know, Pierce will have a better average than Walker will. So you might want to... I mean, certainly with the Smith to Casey Pritchard trade, you got I, to... Yeah, that one scares me. I mean, short term, I, I can see the, the value. Smith will miss four games between now and round 19. 
Uh, Pritchard will only miss two and he'll play in the three big buy rounds. But you're going to want to make that, you know, trade the other way around again in a couple of months' time. So only do it if you have a lot of trades left. If you trade Smith out, you really have to make sure you have the cash to bring him back later or you can get stuck with a, you know, subpar team at the end of the season. So, yeah, I mean, it's a gamble, but if you manage it well and you've got a lot of trades, you know, it could be worth it. All right, Callum Smith wants to know, uh, guys, what do you think of Ryan Madison as an origin cover type player in the halves? Uh, we touched on him briefly at the top, but it's a it's a bit of a risk and probably not that much reward. But what do you think, Adrian? Yeah, well, he covers this week and round 18 as well. Um, so we, I'd expect he'd play close to 80 or, yeah. you know, yeah. he could even play 80 this week. So definitely good for those two buy rounds. But the other weeks, um, I'd expect the... You know, the well, he'll either have a buy or the Origin guys will be back in. So, really, only good for those buy rounds. And at, at 282, he's a bit awkwardly priced as yeah. well. Yeah, you can't see him making much money. You want to trade him again later. If you're going to use two trades, you want someone who's either got great buy coverage or is going to make some cash, and he doesn't really have either. All right, three questions to go. Luke Heikinen wants to know. Corey Harawira-Naira, who's been a favourite on this show, gets mentioned nearly every week. Is he a hold or a sell and for who? And is Jared Hayne a hold or a sell? And are there anyone for those two guys that you think are must-haves around this origin period? Uh, yeah, OK. So CHN, I think, is probably a sell. Um, he's, he's averaging 44, but his last couple of games have yeah. been affected, um, obviously, and, with his minutes. Yeah, and he'll go back to the bench probably next week. When the Panthers are back to full strength, um, Hayne, I think is, uh, I think is probably a hold mostly because he'll be available in, at centre in a couple of weeks. Um, you can shift him to the centres where there aren't that many great scorers anyway. His scores should lift. You know, he might go back to playing fullback of the Titans later on in the year. Who knows? Uh, the must-haves, um, Sam Burgess is the obvious one. Um, any others? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably James Graham or Nathan Brown, depending on his fitness. Yeah, maybe Gallon as well. Yep. Uh, Cashcroft98 wants to know, and doing a three-way trade this week, CHN, Yates and Hingano to Mao, Elliott and Cartwright. What do we think about that? Um, Cartwright down on form, but also cheap and dual position player. But the Panthers need to improve their form if his scores are to, to improve. I can definitely definitely see the case for Mao and um, Elliot. Uh, Mao sixty one last week, Elliot fifty for the Dogs. Um, both, you know, good good buy coverage. Um, Cartwright's an interesting one. hasn't really done anything this year from a fantasy perspective. They've got the buys this week and in fifteen as well. So he's only going to play, you know, two of the yeah, two games in the next month. Um, so if you've got Hingano, I think it's just leave him there depending unless you need a scorer in which case probably not can't write anyway <laughs> yeah yeah and the final question this week is from d sorich hey guys what would be a par score for overall this week and this is a ten thousand dollar question i'm hoping for <laughs> 650 to 700 uh we talked at the top of the show about hoping to have about 13 players on the field 13 or 14 would be ideal some might have more than that uh, but what, what would be a pass score this week? It's so hard to no, no idea. I mean, it really depends on how the, the big guys go. You know, if Sam Burgess gets a monster score, then that will obviously boost a lot of team scores this week. Mm. Um, 
so uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also hoping for a score between 650 and 700. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, if you think about it, say you've got 10 players and in a best case scenario, they all score 50, you'd get 500. And it's unlikely that they would score that. So if you, I'd say 500 would be a, a reasonably, you know, great score um, this week. But you know, as we've discussed on the podcast previously, if you've got a lot of guys playing this buy round, you know, buy rounds down the track, you're probably going to be a bit hard up for points. So it's really striking that balance and getting a good number across all the buy rounds and not just leaving yourself short uh, down the track. All right, that's about full time for the NRL Fantasy Podcast for this week. Uh, lots to get through, lots to digest. Obviously, look out for the team list closer to kickoff. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at AndrewBryan321, at Dom underscore Brock, and at Adrian Nuke Murray. Uh, lots of football to watch this weekend. Uh, apologies to Mitch Orbison, and come on, you Warriors, do it this week, <laughs> please. For your chance at $350,000 in cash and prizes, Head to fantasy.nrl.com and register your team today. You've been listening to the nrl.com Fantasy Podcast.